0: Welcome, welcome to another episode. My name is AJ, and I'm Bill, and welcome to A and B Sports Media, the podcast. We have a uh, we have a good amount to go over actually this week, so yeah, deals, actually. I'm excited. Holy to, shit. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to jump into it. So let me actually start with uh, something from my alma mater at Arcadia University. Nerd. They uh, they have one of the the craziest games I've ever heard in a while, specifically because it, yeah. it took way too long. It, <laughs> it was like a twenty. It was it literally. This is not an exaggeration. It was a 24 hour game. The game started, I think, like at 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. Um, uh, I forget the exact day, but then it ended literally 24 hours after that. The reason being is because uh, the game got suspended because the score was 23-23. to 23. Um, They resumed the next day uh, in the eighth inning, and it went to extras. And um, unfortunately, my alma mater didn't push through uh, the other team, uh, Denzen. Uh, they won the 25-23, to 23, so... It was uh unfortunately we couldn't get the win, but it's 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 cool to see leave my school, still still making history, still still dropping bombs and, and, and ripping dingers. So wanted to kinda of give a shout out to them. Um but staying with baseball, um, the world baseball classic's been going on. That's been that's been a really, really fun that um, it has. Outside, just watching spring training because mm-hmm. most of the time they're just getting their reps in. Mm-hmm. Um, World Baseball Classic has been outstanding and actually really good for the sport in my opinion. It's just I, been.
1: I agree. Um, definitely. Um, if when you start to watch the games because, when it's always an international event though, mm-hmm. it's not you know like just your local teams playing. When it's like oh your country's on the line, there's just a little bit more people watching is like oh how's our team compared to the rest of the world yeah and it's really cool though that some of the games are being played in the u.s in uh, arizona currently but the um i think that's most of what north america and south america playing here yeah and then in europe and asia they're playing in tokyo now that's pretty cool
0: that's fun especially because the the japanese teams and like all the all those they're having so much fun. With they that. are. They're having. I mean, Japan. So Japan's on a team. Much fun. Japan
1: yeah. is four and zero right now.
0: Well, Japan and um, Venezuela. Uh, yeah, Japan and Venezuela are like the clear front runners of this tournament. Yes. The U- USA team has such a, a t- like a top tier lineup, but their pitching's just so mm-hmm. lackluster, Man. and that's because for American teams, um, the top ten pitchers uh, in terms of war are uh, are. Um, aren't on American teams, which is crazy to me, which is crazy to me. So, really, USA has to kind of get going early for them to kind of do anything, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring up, too, is that the hitters, if they don't pop off, like, in the first inning or two... It's over. It's over, and and the World Baseball Classic is showing that, like, like hitters are starting to really catch up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the pitching isn't exactly... Like top tier right now, yeah. and a lot because a lot of the the aces in, in the MLB aren't really playing. But yeah,
1: I mean, you don't want to hurt yourself. I know it's a fu- like a fun thing to be a part of, but you also remember your career is on the line. That's millions e- of dollars.
0: Exactly, and that's that's the big issue, especially uh, for pitches, because like if you hurt your arm in any other way, you could be out for a while, and that's that's a lot of things that that affect the team. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing, so this is recorded uh, March 15th. That's on a Wednesday. And the game is today at 10 p.m. So depending on the outcome, either yay, we won. I'm happy we're advancing. Because mm-hmm. right now this is the end of pool play. Yep. Yay, we're advancing. Um, I was going to say. If not, damn, I hate this team. Yeah. <laughs> um, My biggest thing, 100%, is if the if Schwarber, Trey Turner, and JT are not in the lineup, I'll right. I will 100% yeah. riot. Because, like, the the two games that the, the Phillies were in the lineup, they won, they put up, like, 10-plus points. Yeah. Or not 10-plus. It was I think the first game was six, six points, uh, six runs. And majority of that was from Schwarber hitting a bomb, which mm-hmm. I don't understand why the head coach is like, yeah, we're not putting in Schwarber because we're facing lefties. Is like, yeah, he faced it in the World Series in a home run. Yeah, like, he's fine.
1: Um, yeah, he's fine. So just a to note, too, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's USA versus Colombia. Yep. Right now, though, which unfortunately again this is going to be pre-recorded as we just said, you got Puerto Rico versus the Dominican Republic? Am I right? Yep. Dominican Republic. So, yeah, Puerto Rico versus the Dominican Republic. That's actually pretty big for Pool D too because they're both two and one right now. So hmm. whoever wins is going into um to the brackets to the top um what was it, top eight or top sixteen.
0: And I got to say, the, the, some of these teams in, in the World Baseball Classics, mm-hmm. it's actually people with day jobs that like, were, were yeah. given the opportunity to you know, just come in and play for their team, and, and so, in some cases, face the best in the world. Yeah, and, and they're handling it. And there's a, there was a, a 19-year-old... China. a nineteen Yeah.
1: Or Nicaragua.
0: But there was a, a 19-year-old pitcher, um, I think it was on the Israeli team. They faced, uh, I believe it was the DR, and it was Juan Soto and uh, Manny Machado were on that team, and he made them look silly.
1: Somebody just got signed, though, too, from this from the uh, World Baseball Classic, because he uh, struck out three high-end players.
0: I would not be surprised, because, like, there's a lot of people showing that, like, they can play this game, mm-hmm. and they can compete against the best. So, it, it's, it's it, oh, this is so fun. and Especially, like, there's there hasn't been a lot of flair in some of the games, uh, especially last season. Outside of just like um, towards the end of the uh, the playoffs for the uh, World Series, there was some more flair. There was some more passion and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But like this, you you're seeing what this game means to a lot of a lot of people that are playing this, and it's it's so fun. You can you can just feel the passion in every single game. I think there was a I forget what team it is, but he's uh, a <laughs> It might be it might be Venezuelan or or Dominican Republic, but every single game he has all the buttons yeah. unbuttoned, and it's just like it, it's 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 a it's such a, a baseball vibe of just like relax, have fun, enjoy the game. And every time like he's he's making like a, a huge pitch during a bat and gets someone struck out, he's freaking out like he's shown how much he cares about this game, and that's that's something extremely fun to see. Not just as, as a uh, uh, a player of baseball itself, but just as a fan in general, seeing these people have extreme passion. So, um, yeah, Japan's been really fun too. Otani, Otani. And, and a lot of them have been like absolutely crazy. Just watch. I know he, I forget the exact te- There's been so many teams and so many cool moments in this. So outside of like keeping the aces in mind, there's 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 been a lot of people doing things. And there was this one person who, it was a pitcher. Um, I can't exactly remember who who Japan was facing, but he couldn't hit over seventy nine miles per hour. Which, in in baseball terms, especially in the MLB, like you're, the average they're throwing is like 94, 95 miles an hour. This man who couldn't throw over seventy nine miles an hour struck out Otani, mm-hmm. and that's 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 something. That's something that will live with him for the rest of his life, because um, Otani is a perennial. Superstar that will never see anyone like him again pitching and hitting, he's such a stud. And this guy on camera in front of the whole world was able to strike him out that's so cool! That is huge! That's so fun.
1: And on, remember, Otani's also playing in Japan right now, which is probably the biggest star for um Japanese like people all around. Him hitting home runs is just making that place blow up.
0: Oh my god, there's literally
1: a, a moment, and God bless you know Japanese culture in this case because. Whoever hit the—when Otani hit the home run, instead of, you know, murdering each other for the ball and then, you know, having some middle-aged woman come up to you and say, give me the ball for my son, everyone just passed around the ball quietly, took a photo of it, was like, oh, my God, this is the ball that Otani just crushed, and then gave it back to the respected owner that caught the ball in the first place. That oh wouldn't God. happen here!
0: Oh, no, yeah, people are getting uh, massacred just trying to get this, so—
1: it would be terrible.
0: It's so cool seeing how everyone like is reacting to their teams and this is why I love the World Baseball Classic is and even I'll even say the World Cup too. Um mm-hmm. the, like when you see like the specific passion the fan base all that kind of stuff. It's really cool, but a, a big surprise and it's one that America actually fell to was Mexico. They yeah. uh, they're popping off.
1: That was a good one. They clinched it. They're already in, yeah, right, they're, in the 16. Yep. They're and America
0: has to win today. Um, they, they're they're in control of their own destiny. They win today, yeah. they're in. They lose, they're out. So, this is a big game uh, tonight. Um, yeah, but Mexico's been a real big surprise. Japan has been extremely uh, I fun 16, to watch. I'm
1: sorry, it's just quarterfinals and semifinals. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. My bad. Um, so, but realistically, going into it, Japan and Venezuela are the clear um, top tier teams that uh, will be fun to watch. Um, hoping America can get it together.
1: Yeah. Cuba's already in the semifinals, too. Beat out Australia. Nice. So, that's going to be a big one. So, oh, actually, wait a minute. Now, think about it. Where are we in the pools? So, just a note for um, pools for everyone as well, because we do want that. So, there's Pool A, Pool B, Pool C, and Pool D. And they're all in different locations. Pool A is in Taichung. Pool B is in Tokyo. Pool C in Phoenix. And Pool D in Miami. Right now, Pool C... When it comes to us, is Mexico, U.S., Canada, Colombia, and Great Britain. Mexico already clinched uh, for quarterfinals because they're three and one. U.S.A. is two and one. Canada is two and two. Colombia is one and two. Great Britain all the way at the bottom. One they, of
0: three. they have been terrible. They have and been e- terrible,
1: and they gave us so much flack.
0: I mean, listen, what's a kilometer? Who knows? Nah, I don't but know. But all we I'm saying it. is their ter- their team is 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 not good, and their jerseys are the worst jerseys. They are. In, Mexico's
1: in alternate jerseys are fire. Dude, they're fire.
0: They're, they're nice. They're really nice.
1: Yeah. Um. Just a note. So for Pool C, that's what I wanted to say. When it comes to whoever wins... This game for U.S. against Colombia, if we win, we will be playing Venezuela in the quarterfinal. Which is terrifying. Very. Which is very terrifying. I mean, it doesn't get easy for the U.S. in general because no matter what, in the semis, you play Cuba. Yeah. The, Venezuela and Cuba are big baseball sports fans.
0: Yeah, but right now when it comes to it, Venezuela is the clear contender. Like I, in, in my opinion, I think... I want, I'm, I'm rooting for Venezuela's America. And, but yeah. and I think that if America stays hot like they did uh, uh, two days ago against Canada, yeah. it'll be hard to beat. But Venezuela mm-hmm. and uh, Japan have the pitching where America right. doesn't. And I think that those two will be in the championship. Right. So that'll be, regardless, it's going to be fun.
1: And then tomorrow you have Italy versus Japan.
0: That'll be fun. That'll be a good
1: game. Um, and then sorry, the other quarterfinal that hasn't been set up yet, which we know already, or um, it will be Mexico playing against ever in Pool D, mm-hmm. which would be either the Dominican Republic or Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, which is going on right now.
0: I'm about to say if the Dominican Republic doesn't push forward, they they have such a they have a stud. They got a stop.
1: They got a solid team. So, but hey, Puerto Rico's always been big on baseball that too. That's
0: true. Right? Those are the two. Well, like it, it, the and I I like watching the uh, the Latin teams play because they just have such a, a fucking fire. To yeah. Them. They they have they have such such a risk. It's a huge it's,
1: uh, culture down there for baseball. I love it.
0: I love it. And it, then
1: we have Nicaragua and China that are oh
0: four. You know what? We're happier here. We're happier here. are Th- Thank you for coming. And
1: represent Chinese Taipei going two and two at least.
0: Um, there's there's, I know that's kind of hitting the the World Baseball Classic, yeah. and we got a lot to hit the, during the NFL. But I, I do I think Bill and I both want to talk about something too that are referring to the umpires and refs that are going <gasps> on in in just recent times like they have gotten horrible i mean so the the nfl season that we have is one of the worst ones in terms of like officiating
1: bad officiating and i'm I'm only using the super bowl as the most recent event yeah missing a face mask missing other certain calls just terrible officiating in general really Mm -hmm. can affect an output um the output of a game outcome whatever um, either way, recently there was college baseball that went on, and an umper, umpire got way too much ego because he made one bad call before then, yeah. and got mad at the batter because he drew a line in the sand, he, and then
0: he he, he, pointed, he pointed to He pointed to where it was. Which, yeah. which to to give you an idea, if you are if you are the hitter, you never do anything to piss off the umpire. Very like true. You, yes. After the at bat, that's different. But during the at bat is is a whole different ball field because. If it realistically, if it's anything close, after you just complain about it, he'll ring you up. That's yes. something you know in baseball.
1: Now the thing is, and this should come from the, from the umpire side though. If it's close, yeah, do it if you want to really protect your ego. Mm-hmm. However, this ball was so far off the plate. The the catcher
0: picked it off the ground.
1: Yeah, it was not. It was so clearly a ball that when he rung it up as a strike, he knew that this was not going to go like. This was not a strike whatsoever.
0: Mid-ring-up of the strikeout, he started walking away. Yeah, because
1: he knew what was going to follow up. And keep in mind, with that specific pitch and outcome, that was the end of the game. Yeah, They lost because of that, and they had bases loaded. They had an opportunity to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, the college division that that was in, they were they took swift action, removed that umpire. I don't know if it was just the umpire or the whole umpire team. From that, I think it was just that umpire. That either way, they're gone. But this also has been affecting the uh, NBA as well. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I do see the clips all the time of NBA refs um, calling texts on players for just passing them the ball back a little too aggressively. Yeah. And now, the thing with the NBA that I've been delving more and more into slowly, there used to be a massive scandal with the NBA with the refs oh, yeah. fixing games. Oh, 100%. This is probably still happening. Oh, that's that, and that's that's a big reason why
0: a lot of the people like every now and again when there's like that that crucial game that gets decided by that, it, yeah. it always comes back up. It's like up, oh, they just fixed the game. They like, did, and and but the the main issue with a lot of the refs that I, I at least in my opinion that I've been seeing across the board is that outside of that one college game where they did have like straight up repercussions, majority of the officiating is not there. There's no accountability behind it. No, they, there isn't. They're, no. they're straight up doing what they want to do especially in the NFL mm-hmm. um, they're doing what they want to do because they can get they they think they're right and they're they're on, on a high horse not all rest but a good amount of them yeah um, and like even when there is an accountability they'll they'll fight against that like yep. it's it's th- there has to be some form of accountability that sticks because mm-hmm. like the NFL did um they had the recording studio where like if it was a I think it was a pass interference or or something along that line they could call a challenge flag and review it, and you—the yeah, whole world sees it. The whole yeah. world is like that is a pass interference, but because um, the the officiating crews and all that kind of like did like a silent strike where like the the person in control of the review booth was an old referee who um, Pat McAfee actually hated. I forget his his exact name, but he hated him. He was like yeah. every single week. he's like get him out of the booth right now. He's not doing his job. He's been he was terrible at his job to begin yeah. with. And it's like outside, like, because that is like a clear indicator that that's going to lose. But you can't just do that in one year and then do away with it. It has to be a consistent form of accountability where mm-hmm. the officiating crew can learn and get better from it. And Angel Hernandez is the worst.
1: I was gonna say at the end of this rant, but I'll say it early. Fuck you, Angel Hernandez. You were my least favorite umpire. I actually do like buying tickets to win his game show up so I can just heckle you. Because he's so, so bad He is quite literally the worst umpire in the... uh, Fucking worst officiator. Umpire, ump, third base ump, first base ump, whatever. It's crazy. In the MLB. And he is the lowest percentage that there is. So there was a... Of,
0: of course, everyone in the baseball community hates Angel Hernandez. It's not just Phillies fans, whatever. No, it's, it's everybody. The whole baseball crew. They actually, um, they're like Angel Hernandez called balls and strikes for Nicaragua and Venezuela, and it was he's doing a
1: World Baseball Classic. He's
0: doing the World Baseball Classic. Oh fuck! It's terrible, and like as you can see, like you know, there's clear ones and all that, but like strike, strike. Um, stri- I wish I, will I'll actually, I'll retweet this so you can see that. Um, oh my god. He's he called even some
1: balls. That he were, called
0: a ball that's literally almost in... It's, it's, it's
1: towards it's the... It's too much.
0: It's, I mean. it's the bottom half of the strike zone, but it's in the middle. And he called a ball, and it's crazy to me. Yeah. Okay. That was for... um.
1: I'll give him the credit. they on the line, though. I'll give him that.
0: That's for better. the Nicaraguan pitchers, and this is for the Venezuelan, where it's like, it's it's clear he doesn't know what he's doing. No. Like, he,
1: his strike zone is bigger than anyone else's, and then, it, you know, he may be taking notes off that ref that just... Or ump that just got kicked out.
0: And now it's... it's it's, it's As a basal player, it's one thing that... Through your first few of bats uh, throughout the whole lineup, you kind of get a feel for the zone of, yeah. of each umpire, and realistically, that'll change. Like if it's if it's two strikes and he's been calling a ball outside that it's clearly unhit, like it's not a, a strike, but he's yeah. been calling it, and the pitcher throws it right there, it's your job to just swat it away because he's going to call it. Yes. If you get rung up on it, like. That sucks. That's definitely not a strike. But you but need you, to understand. You, you he's knew going that was com- Yeah, you knew that was coming. Angel Hernandez, you cannot do that with because you—he's you, impr- you unpredictable. Know. Yeah, you genuinely don't know. He's the mystery man. We don't like this. So he's—he, I'm—it's because he has tenure right
1: now. That he's still in the league. He 100%. has tenure. Yeah, and then the funny thing is, he complains that he's never set up in the World Series for mm-hmm. anything, and the. And, and, <laughs> There's a reason. The MLB, what do we say? It's because you suck. Yeah, it's... It's not because of, you know, discrimination. You just suck at what you
0: do. Yeah, he's so bad. And here's here's a video of oh one where it's like... Oh, my God, he, that is so the guy, a, yeah, the guy it's, it's so far, like, inside. And the guy has to dodge out of the way for it. But he's... He, realistically, the catcher that actually... I'll, I I one day I'll he do framed a, it. Yeah. yeah, I'll do a, a whole baseball. He did baseball. frame it.
1: He, the catcher framed it pretty well, but like I think that's how you beat. I think that's how you beat people with Angel Hernandez. So that
0: so realistically, cut good catchers, especially in MLB, will notice that and they'll yeah. they'll specifically tell you to throw a, a specific spot. But yeah, it's on the pitcher to hit that spot, and that was close yeah. enough up to the spot where he yeah. was going to pull him in. But he's so bad. Like, he's terrible. Like even as an as an umpire, you. You can see when someone frames it, and if it's close and they frame it in, like, it's... That's a good pitch. That's a good pitch. That's a good yeah. frame job. That's not nothing you do, Yeah, if
1: you frame it, I get it, but... You yeah,
0: know. The, the officiating has been terrible. There used to be accountability for it, and yeah. I don't see any in...
1: I'm not going to bitch through. too much about the MMA accountability when it comes to scoring fights, because that requires a lot more of an in-depth analysis, but they suck too, but I'm going to be quick about that one.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that that um, requires too much. <laughs> um... Damn, I, I had a thought process for it, but Angel Hernandez is really just throwing me off right now.
1: He's making you miss your own checklist here.
0: Uh, it's it's not even on the checklist. It's about uh, the officiating because it's it's terrible. It it really has been. Oh, thank you, thank you for reminding me because it you is ter- terrible. It is terrible rules that they're I- implementing into actual MLB. But I, I genuinely believe that this is the World Baseball Classic has been extremely fun for uh, a few factors. One. The teams are showing extreme passion that yes. are playing it, and that's it's just so fun seeing either the best, of the best, or people extremely passionate like playing. Two, the fans have been absolutely a part of this game. Again, every go Tokyo, every single game, it's been like the fans are in on it. Yeah, Tokyo um, sold out every night. The the American team, every time in behind yeah. home plate, there's people ringing them up. Yep, there's people doing uh boot chugs, which if you don't know what that is. Or shoe uh, shoe chugging. It's it's when you pour beer into your shoe. Shoes, or brew, yeah, yeah, shoeies, and you chug it. Um, it's been so fun. And three, which is my biggest thing, there are none of the rules that are being affected into this year's like the bigger bases, the shift changes, the pitch clock, none of them, not a single one of them are in the uh, the uh, World Baseball Classic, and I think that is a a big tell because. There's actually a few rules that I think that they should implement uh, moving forward. Um, maybe not, maybe not that this lenient, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, the pitch clock needs to either be extremely changed or mm-hmm. added time. The shift, I pisses me off because as a hitter, just hit you, you. know, you should know how to hit yeah. the opposite way. Um, but I, I think those three, the 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 fans. Attachment to the players and the none of the new rule changes in there being is is a very good indicator of why this game is extremely fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but they have been doing those the the run rules right. So which I think is really cool. I think it's uh what seven after seven. Yeah. Like if you're over, if it's over seven runs, then that I wouldn't say maybe that much, but maybe like yeah. if it's like twelve to fifteen runs over after seven, implement that. Whereas like that's the run rule. I think that is a more effective way. Of um, lowering time limits than just putting a pitch clock on there. No, um, I agree
1: with that.
0: Cause I, I th- cause that that like there's there was a um, correct me, Bill. Was it Venezuela or Venice? I think it was the Vel- Venezuela team or Dominican Republic team that had the first ever perfect game in the World Baseball uh, Classic. I
1: mean, double
0: check. Um, it was it was multiple pitchers, but that was kind of capped off in the fact that like that was also a run rule game, mm-hmm. so that was really cool. So like. Things like that, where it makes it more cool and fun for the sport, is is more appreciated. But like the pitch clock, I don't um, really like that much.
1: Actually, it's neither of those two. It was Puerto Rico.
0: It was Puerto Rico. Thank first you. ever
1: perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, they
0: had their fir- the first ever perfect game in the World Baseball Classic. So, I don't know. I that that's that's what I see working in the World Baseball Classic. And there's things that I I know for a fact they're not going to implement until maybe next year. Yeah. So. We'll see how the pitch clock definitely needs to get changed no matter what, um, but we'll see about that. But now that we just kind of ranted a little bit about World Baseball Classic and all that fun stuff, we'll get into uh, the NFL, because there's there's uh, there some crazy... Actually, this, this all season has been kind of nuts. I won't get into a lot of it, but I'll, I'll get into um, a few very important things. Obviously, a little biased because we're Eagles fans, so right off the bat... C.J. Uh, Garner-Johnson is not signed to the Eagles yet, which mm-hmm. is, is giving me so much anxiety, yeah. especially off of the news that I'll get get to later. Um, I need him to be signed back. He is a young stud that has the, the uh, gravitas and just the, the personality of Philly that I want in a safety. His, one of his favorite players that he used to like watch film on was Brian Dawkins. He needs to stay. <laughs> so um, I, I want him to stay. I want him to get signed um james bradbury signed for a three-year deal uh 38 mil so i'm happy he's back he's a young stud definitely locked down corner so i'm excited for that um and then some people that we we lost were uh javon hargrave he went to the 49ers um that'll be a difficult one to to kind of replace but we have um we have some stud rookies that we drafted last year um that i'm expecting to make huge jumps um Miles Sanders, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. he, he We didn't think he was coming back, and this is kind of confirmed that he's uh he's probably going to move on. Yeah. Um, I think the best case scenario for him would be somewhere like the uh, the Bengals, because um, they're they're having problems with Joe Mixon um, and his kind of like um, legal troubles. So I, I really hope the best for Miles. He's he's a fun kid. He to is. watch, and uh, I think I think he'll land a good spot for him. Um, but Boston Scott has been signed back, thank God, thank for God. one year. The okay. giant killers running back. back. Um, Rashad Penny is the new running back to be uh, signed, and okay. he, I think he's a stud. I'm biased because he's on my fantasy team, but yeah. I know that he has injury troubles. But when he's not injured, holy shit, is he good. He's mm-hmm. he's averaging like six yards a carry, which is nuts. Yeah, that's good. Um, so that's really fun. Kelsey's back. Kelsey is back, baby. Kelsey is back. One for more year. One more year it back. Um, I th- and I think that this will be his I, last year. I think so. I think that he's trying to run it back with Hurts.
1: Have um, one more last hurrah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever happens, happens. He's just yeah. going to enjoy the ride.
0: Exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I really, really hope it, it ends in the Super Bowl for him. And and this this pisses me off, too, because I really wish we would have won it. It would have made so many of these people leaving um, – made like it hurt less, but the the biggest one is uh Darius Slay has been yeah. released by the Eagles. Yeah, I'm not
1: happy about that one, honestly.
0: I don't think anyone is because yeah. he because as soon as he came in here, him and his wife have been so great in the community, so great into the locker room mm-hmm. that like that's a hard person to like yeah. o- outside. I know he's getting old, and outside of talent level, that's hard to replace in the yeah. locker room because he just became the captain this year. I know. Um.
1: That's a shame. I want. I wish him the best, no matter what happens, though. Yeah, the big big reason
0: was he was asking for more money mm-hmm. on top of it, and he's he's a stud. And if it was like a few years ago, I would yes. and we, I would say pay him every penny. But he's he is getting up there in age. But even that, like he was a lockdown corner mm-hmm. against like top tier wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but there is there is hope at the end of the tunnel because he he did recently tweet that he might be able to this he way. said he might not he might not be gone. Yeah. So what I'm hoping is is that he uh they release him so that that way he gets his money that way yeah. it, like it doesn't hurt our cap yeah. and that way we can restructure a new deal. So hopefully what's sense. happening is that he's fielding offers seeing what everyone's looking at and then if it's not what he's liking he'll he can come, come back. back. Yeah. Which I would love to death. I would love that too. Um cuz and his wife too has been so huge in just like the Eagles community like yeah. she's constantly saying well we're sending you guys jerseys yeah. like just like, we'll Put you guys in in the stadium with tickets, free tickets. All. I gotta she's, find her then. She's do, like she's doing so many things, like tickets. specifically on Twitter too, and like the whole Eagles fandom on her Twitter. Then get me some free tickets. The whole Eagles fandom oh. fell in love with her because I'll like tell she her
1: to go catch up with us while we're tailgating.
0: Exactly. Well, she and that's the thing is that she would always be at the tailgates. Like no, no, she would I'm be just, out. she would just be like out and about, like just partying with a whole bunch yeah, of reaching out them, a whole bunch of Eagles fans. That's how so. we get big. Um, I mean, it might be a little, a little too, too late, little, too little, too late. because will We might be leaving, but yeah that's that's one of the saddest things to hear so if he doesn't come back i hope him him the best cuz like they're always welcome back in yeah. philly they were they were such class acts um, other other big news that aren't eagles related um, Aaron Rodgers is it's it's almost certain that he's it's going like
1: ninety percent sure right now he's he, making
0: his wish list right r- well he's, he's he gave him the wish list yeah. and the first one signed was Alan Lazard to a four year mm-hmm. deal okay if he if if they signed Cobb and Lewis I would I'd laugh my ass off because like no that's not it yeah what well, made that team mediocre last like last year in Green Bay is, is going to make Green uh the Jets mediocre so but. Uh, Aaron Rod it, the only thing holding up that deal is right now the the Packers are trying to get something for it. Yeah. Um it's it's going to be a trade package. Yeah, it makes so, sense. Um we'll see what they get for that mm-hmm. if they can try and flee some um other big ones just a note. Uh Juju the TikToker, the one that's a pain in the ass is going to the Patriots, which I did not expect. No, I didn't they, think that they either, would yeah. not they would not allow that kind of stuff.
1: No, he he may go out in a TikTok, basically saying I'm done in the middle of the game.
0: He, I, I don't think he'll pull an Antonio Brown. He might. You never know. Probably um, it. Ezekiel Elliott got released from the Cowboys.
1: I was gonna bring that up because I am fucking ecstatic about that.
0: So, would you bring him to the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I fucking hate Cowboys, but I actually respected how much I hated Ezekiel Elliott because he ran through us. Yeah. So yeah, if we had the opportunity, I would take his ass. Hundred percent. Because then we can use him to win every game. Beyond that, with our uh, with our run.
0: I think that yeah, we if we get him, we get Kenny Gamewell and we get uh, have a shot Penny, and they can stay healthy. That would be and even Boston Scott. Yeah, like, no,
1: Boston Scott still always good. Like
0: that would be disgusting. I doubt it because he's going to probably want more money than probably we can offer him. But that that he's would be
1: also fun. getting. A little bit older too. He's 27 now.
0: Yeah, and, and in running back years. Yeah, that's that's, like that's old. You're, you're towards the tail end.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So. I maybe
1: mean, if he wants a one-year contract for a couple mil. Well, so
0: we'll see, cause we'll see which don't team. we take it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what what team takes him, but yeah, that, we'll see. That, keep, keep an eye that, on. Now it. it's the now it's the Polar Express. Yeah. Um, at, and the Cowboys. I'm still trying to get tickets to that game. Godspeed. Um, and then lastly, two more QBs got signed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave. I leave the the bigger one last. Baker Mayfield went, is going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a really year. yeah. I did not expect that. So that'll that. be curious. So he'll be with Mike oh. Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, I believe For- I For- Fournier all. is still there. Okay. So we'll see what that team does. Well, that team, that, that team, I feel like the right. offense is going to be a little bit more of a rebuilding. So. Wasn't he in the Chargers or like, just at the Chargers? So he he started with Carolina. That yeah. He when? got released and then went to the Rams. Rams,
1: thank you. Sorry, and The And
0: the Rams were interested in keeping him, but they still have Stafford.
1: Oh, uh, so I said, all right.
0: and And Baker still believes he could be a starter, which, I mean, if, if he can clean up some things, I think he could be like an above average starter.
1: Yeah. So all we'll right.
0: see. And then last but not least, the Raiders, which it, this does not make sense to me. You went from Derek Carr to a almost car, carbon copy clone, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He, he signed
1: with the, the Raiders, so. Yeah. It. which honestly for Garoppolo I think that's a good move though for him yeah 100 um but we'll see how that really affects the Raiders though
0: yeah who the hell knows but that there's been a, a whole lot more um in the NFL but who's
1: uh the main who's gonna be the uh, main for the 49ers though is it still going to be Purdy or is it gonna be Square? we don't know that's what I was curious about
0: because they they're also showing that they're they're kind of not fully into it with Trey lance too so yeah that whole organization is is that's going to
1: be an 49ers inter- are going to have a very interesting
0: season depending on who the quarterback is. Yep. So, we show, we'll we'll see how all that or that all falls Nick Foles, he's yeah, I think he's still with the Bears, but I think is he's – No, I thought
1: he was with the Colts.
0: Or the Colts, yeah. yeah. He's with the Colts, sorry. With the Colts now, you're good. So, that's that's pretty much what's been happening the big stuff in the NFL. Um so, we'll we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens come next week, but yeah. that, that's already a lot
1: and it is. So, all right, we're gonna jump into on this day in sports history, and we're gonna go back to 1869. Oh, nice. Um, with ten salaried
0: players. So sorry to to, because this just this just broke. Ironically, Miles Sanders. Where do you think he's heading? 49ers? No, damn it. I'll give you. I'll give you one more guess. Arizona. No, he's going to the Carolina Panthers. Really? He's going to the Carolina Panthers. I don't know how that's gonna work out for him though. I don't know either, but I mean, like they don't have a running back. Like their yeah. their main their main two running backs were Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, yeah. and uh, Deonta Foreman, which both were pretty decent in that scheme, but like not a true I don't RB know how one. that's
1: gonna go with Sanders.
0: I wish him the best. I I actually think that that'll be good because they'll they'll the they'll, they'll draft their main QB. Sanders will be a veteran running back. They'll start gathering other pieces, so I'm curious. But all right. That was some breaking news for you, and then back to, <laughs>
1: on back this to the events in uh, sports history. In 1869, with 10 salary players, we're bringing them back. The Cincinnati Red Stockings Hey, welcome becomes back. the first baseball professional team. So all the way back then, when baseball started, way back then when they're playing with wood bats and smoking cigarettes while they're in the field. They're still playing with wood bats. Corked wood bats. Yeah. Okay, sure. I'll cheating. You that. I'll a lot of that. cheating scandals, bad cleats, eating full-blown steaks in the middle of the game. I don't know. There you go. 1869. We don't know what's going on Just there. keep going. There's horse and buggies. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Oh, there ain't much else going on. Let's see. More events in sports oh, history. Today's
0: been a boring day in sports history, huh? You kidding
1: me. Um, so people died. We don't know who these people are. Um, yeah, no. There ain't much else going on. Let me just double-check. Oh, nope. we got a few more things. Sorry. Um, oh, here's a good one for 1912. And this is good for baseball as well. 1912 legendary pitcher Cy Young retires from baseball with a 511 to 315 win-loss record. Cy Young, you always see those Cy Young awards. Mm. That's who that guy is. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, a lot of people in cricket getting knighted. Good for them. Uh, let's see. Some stuff about basketball. Oh. Wilt Chamberlain, the first to score 4,000 points in the NBA season. That's a lot of points. That's in 1962. Um, and then another boxing title fight. You got Larry Holmes in 1985. TKO's David Bay in 10 rounds. Um, in round 10, sorry. For the heavyweight boxing title. Uh, beyond that. Oh, in 1988, St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, keep this in mind. This is where it gets confusing. Uh, NFL St. Louis Cardinals moved to Phoenix, which then moved to Arizona eventually. Intriguing. Yeah, forgot they did all that crazy shit. I always keep confused when there's multiple different team names going on. Um, Otherwise, it's just other big events, but nothing very specific. So, yeah, that was our time in sports history. All right, time to give you some updates in sports around the world. Beyond that, too. Mostly in, you know, the Philadelphia area. Uh, we're going to start with the real quick one. Flyers suck. Um, actually, we have more to talk about with the Flyers than anything else, too. Flyers finally fired their GM.
0: Thank fucking God.
1: Thank you, Lord they, Almighty God. They
0: heard our rant, and yes. they said, enough's enough. We're getting and good. do you know who the GM is now? Briere. I love it. Yes. I love it. Good old Danny Breer is back.
1: Yep. Um, and he's already already having issues. Is it, he really? Yeah, it looks like some incident. Oh. some Son of interim Flyers GM accused of pushing disabled students' wheelchair at bar. Ah, oh, That's some fun shit to deal with. Jesus Christ. Way to go. PR already. Already. But yeah, hopefully that works out for the Flyers because they need it because they're still at the second, at second and last. They just got their asses handed to them by the Vegas Golden Knights, my West Coast team. Uh, Let's see when they play next. I have no idea. So let's just say oh yeah, they lost last week five to one to the Penguins. They're gonna go play the Sabres next and I'm pretty uh the Sabres are a mid tier team. They have a chance at winning. I'm not gonna say it's a high chance. I'm gonna just say it's a chance. I don't. I don't care. Also, there's uh, talks about trading Carter Hart, and I am so fucking disappointed because he was probably one of the greatest goalies that I ever saw with the Flyers. Yeah, but he has not developed the way he no. should be. I and don't. I think that's also because I heard he has like a lot of migraines all the time.
0: Yeah, he he's unfortunately uh, well. Him and uh, someone else on, the, on yeah. the team had severe migraines when it came yeah. to uh, that. It's so. such a
1: shame because I expected so much from him and nothing happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also blame the uh, organization for not helping them develop, because they, they did a fucking terrible job that. That
1: they did. Also, um, going right into the Sixers and their basketball life going on, they have a game tonight, actually, against the Cavaliers, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to record on what happened. They are currently on a four, five, five-game win streak right now, um... And this is uh, that five-game win streak starts off with the Buc- uh, them beating the sixteen and streak Bucks, so that they're on their own hot streak right now. They're playing the Cavaliers tonight at seven thirty. Um, currently in the standings, they're still third, but again, you have the Bucks and the Celtics atop top of them on the um, Eastern Conference, and it's close though. Um, they are overall in the conference twenty six and fifteen. Celtics are 26 and, or sorry, 29 and 16. So it's real close to get to that number two spot, but they are basically on the way to clinch into at least the playoffs. And I swear to God, can we at least have one Philly sports team not losing the fucking finals, Super Bowl, uh, World Series? Please. I'm not saying Stanley Cup because that's not happening. Yeah. But, or an MLS finals as well. Can't forget them.
0: I I, can, I don't think Philly can deal with another. Uh, finals in, heartbreak. We
1: lost three so far. Three, three,
0: three in a ninety-day span.
1: Yes, and now we have a fourth one on our way. Not the lose, I'm just saying, a fourth final. Um, I, I
0: need the Sixers to show to to get past the second round. If we yes. cannot get past the second round, I need them to like do something. They get past together. the second
1: round, I think we got it. It's the hump we got to get over. Um, overall, though, I think the Sixers are playing incredibly well. I don't watch enough. I do got to start watching more. Overall, mm-hmm. though, I'm excited. We also have, don't forget, which, this is what I did forget, March Madness. March Madness is starting soon as well. That's big. That is big. I even made a bracket this year. Um, I don't expect much from it because I just picked randomly. You know what? I'll make a bracket this year, too. Might as well. You might join the one with Nick. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, there's actually, it looks like some stuff going on now, but I don't know if it's actually a part of it. It's uh, That's NCA's tournament, so... I don't know if that's actually a part of it, but apparently it's starting... Yeah, I guess it started now, and it's going to be going through until April 8th, um, I think. I have no idea. Uh, or, no, the first four has to play first, I think. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. But we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I made a bracket. See what happens. Uh, we're going to jump on over to soccer.
0: Um... Real quick, before we hop on into soccer, because, sorry, there's more stuff coming out, and that's interesting. Oh, uh, you're getting live updates? Yeah, so, well, yeah, so no one's been signed, but technically no one's been released either. From Packers? No, from, from the Eagles. Oh. So, the Eagles technically haven't been, haven't fully released Darius Slay yet. Good. And he's still he still has Eagles in his bio, all that kind of stuff. Good. And uh, his wife and him are, like, making it kind of, like, subtle. That, like, they might come back. So, like, um, his wife, Jennifer, uh, liked a, a whole bunch of tweets, like, if Slate comes back after all this hysteria, our op's going to be sick as hell, like, all this. And then yeah. they're, they're, like, putting, like, like the eye emojis yeah, and everything. just so, waiting,
1: like, hey, right, we see you.
0: To, just to kind of get li- a little giddy. Yeah. Um Yeah, so, he ha- but the biggest thing was he hasn't officially been released yet. Okay, that's so. good. I'll take that back at uh, it.
1: Back to soccer real fast because those are going to happen all the time. They're going to have updates everywhere. Um, when it comes to the Union, currently, they just won last, I think it was last, yeah yesterday, um, 4-0 against Alan Zana, which I believe is, I forget where that is. Uh, I don't usually deal with Alan Zana at all. But yeah, Philly uh, Philadelphia won. Good for them. Um I think they are currently Philadelphia in standings wise for uh, for the conference is two and one uh, then currently tied for fourth so when it comes to soccer and their scoring um, the draws are actually worth more points than losing a game so Atlanta Nashville and Cincinnati the top three right now are all two wins one draw Um... But, and then in the and from four to six, you got Miami, Philadelphia, and New England that are all two wins, one loss. And they currently have six points in total. We're the top three, only have seven. So everyone's tying for fourth right now. So we'll see how that goes. And hopefully Philadelphia keeps it up and has another good year. Godspeed. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to jump into Formula One. We had our first race this year. So race weeks are going to be coming up more and more. You actually have another race coming up uh, next. Uh, This weekend on Sunday, March 19th at 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. So just to run through the Bahrain Grand Prix that just happened, that was the first race of the year. And overall, it was actually a pretty fun race to watch. Um, Just to to give you the top three, uh, or top, I'll give you top five. Uh, first first uh, place uh, P1 is Max Verstappen, P2 Sergio Perez, P3 Fernando Alonso. I'll get back to him because that one's impressive. Hmm. P4 Carlos Sainz, P5 Lewis Hamilton. So just to note with Red Bull getting first and second on their first race compared to their last year when they both did not finish, that's a great start. Red <laughs> Bull, uh, Red Bull. Red Bull um, is already getting Max um, a big lead away from everyone else starting off with some big points um so hopefully that keeps going and if that happens he may be a second time world champ but Fernando Alonso with Aston Martin that was not expected so I said last week Aston Martin's a uh, mid-tier car but I also did shit on Lance Stroll because I personally don't think he's that great of a driver but Fernando Alonso former winner former world champ um I believe that Fernando Alonso could pull some shit out of his ass guess what I was right He caught P3. He's about 40 years old, which is a lot older than most of the other people, and he's killing it. He uh, did take a couple places to get up into P3. He drove very well, managed his tires, managed his heat. Um, Overall, very proud for Fernando. I want to see him keep climbing because I want to make this interesting. I want Aston Martin, for Fernando at least, to be the dark horse in this one. Otherwise, though... I was a little disappointed in Haas. Haas did not make the points this year, um, or this race, so we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Magnussen only got in 13th, and Nico Hulkenberg in his first race got P15. Not too bad, but we need more from him. Um, Alex Albon, first race back at Williams, actually gets P10, scores a point. Pierre Gasly even gets a point too, good for him. Um, Ferrari, shitting to bed early. Uh, not a good start for them though. P four for Carlos Sainz. and then Leclerc had a f- uh, poop out of the race, so that did not go well for him. Rip. Yep. And then the new driver for McLaren, the one that replaced Daniel Ricardo, Oscar uh, Piatri, did not finish either. So Rip. how's that working out for you so far, McLaren? Rip. Hmm. Rip. How's that car? Trash. 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 Get better. Anyway. Um, speaking of which with McLaren uh, where is my boy um, Lance Stroll now you're a P6 and I don't care about you where's the other one Lando Norris so keep in mind there's 20 racers 3 did not finish so there's only uh, up to P17 that actually finished guess where Lando finished 17th awesome McLaren you're starting off and shitting in the bed I love it proud and McLaren um, the last person I really wanted to kind of just piss on right now is Esteban Ocon, which is uh, another Alpine racer, and yeah, he got three different penalties in one race. How? Um, So, if I remember correctly, and I had it up, but I think I lost it just because of everything going on. Um, Basically, I know like he I think he went around a corner too fast, which was actually track limits for most of these races. Um, So, here we go, here we go, here we go. Three driving penalties during the uh, race, um, which is the last time that's happened is basically like twenty fifteen. Uh, it's just nuts because it just breaks you down to the point where like you lose positions for each penalty. Like you get like a time penalty, so let's say you finish in a minute and twenty seconds, it goes down to a minute twenty five. Hmm. So all the people that get that are faster than you at that point move up in position. Or, in this case, your car sucks also and you don't finish. So, that happened, too. Um, So, first off, it was right when he started. Before the race even started, when it comes to the grid slot that you parked in before you go, he was too far forward. He was over the grid slot. Mm. So, that's a little bit of an advantage. I understand that. You done goofed. You moved on from there. Um, Secondly, there was another one where he was speeding through the pit lane. And this one, I, I will say, is kind of BS. But they have to measure it. He was a, exceeding the 80 kilometer per hour pit lane speed limit by .1. <laughs> and they got him for it. They had a cop with a radar gun and was like 80.1. Got them. The Narcs. Yep. Um. So that and then... Oh... And this is, here's what happened in the whole storyline. I'm sorry. I did it a little bit out of order. So as I said originally, he had the pit lane issue. Mm-hmm. That gives you a five-second penalty right then and there. The way those work in racing, you have to go to the pit lane, and you have to wait five seconds before you do anything. Mm-hmm. That includes getting new cars, getting a new front wing, anything. What happened was the engineers that were going to fix the car started at 4.6 seconds so they got another uh 10 second penalty after that so they had to wait 15 seconds and then had the third penalty on top for exit going into the speed lane too fast he got fucked by points and i'm talking point one and point four Oh, that sucks, Akon.
0: Jesus Christ, dude. um.
1: Just a note too for the Saudi Arabian GP. Um, there's already penalties going out before the race even started. Charles Leclerc, I believe it is, is already gonna get um a penalty because of car issues. Basically, when it comes to F1, if you have to swap out engines, um, transmissions, anything before then, yep, Charles Leclerc will hit uh hit the grid with a uh hit the grid with a grid penalty. That's a fun way to put that I one. But <laughs> basically, they have to fit another type of power unit into their car. That's why um, these things happen, because you're only supposed to have a limited amount per like the season. But once you start like overdoing it, mm-hmm. and because you get fresh equipment, it's considered an, an advantage, so that's why they give you the grid penalty. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with that. But I believe um, that's really about it. Ferrari's... Fucking it up already. So we'll see how far that goes. So yeah, remember, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, March 19th, Saudi Arabian GP. Okay, last but not least, you got you. um, I'm not bringing up boxing because I don't have anything going on besides Garcia and Davis at this moment. Uh, I don't think Caleb Plant is fighting soon, and I don't think that's going to be anything I need to talk about right this second. Uh, when is that next fight? It ain't now, though. That's not for a while. Oh, yeah, it's in Mar- oh, it's March 25th. All right, I'll get back to that soon. And we're going to skip that. Okay, going right into UFC 286. This is actually happening on my birthday, March 18th, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Actually, 5 p.m. EDT. What is that time, zone?
0: That's not Eastern Standard. No,
1: it is not. That is Eastern Daylight Time. So... I don't is, that, know.
0: Is, is that what we're calling it now? Since we're done with the,
1: um, I guess. I don't. know. Maybe it is five o'clock. I don't know. We'll find S- out. Assume it's five o'clock right now, but double check UFC. Uh, you know, UFC's website. Now uh, they'll give you the better answer. Um, yeah, no, five p.m. Okay. All right, five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going with that. So this is UFC two eighty six. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman three. This is basically a one for one fight. Based uh, Leon Edwards. Kamara won the first fight. Leon won the second fight in a last-minute fifth-round knockout. Um, and, yeah, we're going to get into that. So this one, as with all pay-per-view UFC events, or numbered events, there's a main card prelim and early prelim. This whole entire event is done in within UK. So just to note this, too, which I think is pretty cool, anytime there's an international event where it's like UK, France, Italy, etc. They try to get as many of that nationality on that card as possible. Okay. And in this case, um, the early prelim and um, prelims, I believe every single one except for the first fight, yeah, except for the first fight in the early prelims, are all having a UK fighter. Regarding the main card, though, the only one that is actually from the UK is Leonis. But just to run through the um, early prelims real quick, the ones that I would note the most. Honestly, there's not much going on besides, um, what is it, Jai Herbert versus Ludvig Klein. I actually want to see Jai Herbert kind of bring it on. He's currently 12-4. He's going to be fighting Ludvig Klein, which is 19-4 right now, both coming off wins. Honestly, I can see this going pretty good. I think this is going to be a slugfest, so I'm very excited. That's going to be my prelim fight that I'm very excited to watch. Nice. Um, The big thing with UK crowds, which I love in general, and I know I'm going back to it, they're there from beginning to end. It's not like the U.S. where people show up only for the main card. They're there, pissed, drunk, (laughs) watching, screaming, booing, yelling, cheering for uh, for every fight from early prelim to main event. Um... On the prelims, just jumping back to it too, we actually have two ranked fights going on. Um, the first one is actually the first one of the a prelim, Mohammed Makev versus Philo. Filo. Muhammad um, is defending his number twelve rank in the flyweight division. He's currently nine and zero, just coming off a win, obviously. And we actually have a debut here, actually, for Jafal Filo. The, uh, he's currently fourteen and tw- uh, two. Fighting out of Brazil. We have no idea how he wins. Um, it looks like nobody knows the odds or anything like that. Because, again, we don't know much about this guy. But, hey, go for j Let's see what happens. Beyond that, the other big, big event that's going on in the prelims, the early prelim, uh, I'm sorry, early, the main event for the prelim card is Jack Shore of the Featherweight Division will be fighting against Makwan... Armin Kani. Uh Jack Shore is actually coming off his first loss ever. He's currently 16-1, and one, and Macwan is currently coming off a loss as well. I'm excited to see Jack Shore uh, pick it back up after his most recent loss. Jack Shore has been an incredible fighter this entire time. Um, like I said, 16-1, four wins by knockout, eight wins by submission, um, and then six first-round finishes. Overall, very excited to see what he brings to the table after that last loss. But I think he can pick himself back up and start climbing up the featherweight division. Alright, beyond that, though, when it comes to the prelims, um, you still got Chris Duncan versus Omar Morales and Sam Patterson versus... Is that one way? you now Ashmoz. But we're going to go jump right into the main card because I do have a few things I want to rip into, including my... My... Everyone gives me shit about it. Alex is giving me shit. Rav is (laughs) giving me shit. James is giving me shit. I still think it can happen. I have the dark horse of the middleweight division. So the top three in the middleweight are already a fucking threatening powerhouse of people. But I have been banking on Marvin Vittori to fucking become the dark horse and slowly win the middleweight division. Will it actually happen? No. But I had... That's why it's a dark horse. It's a dark horse, but there has to be a specific timeline that happens, and I already know what it is, but I will rant about him in a second. Marvin Vittori is currently 18-6-1. Two wins by knockout, nine wins by submission, 11 first-round finishes, so nine of those submissions are in the first round, obviously. Big wrestler, big grappler, loves to take people down. The man also has a chin made of fine Italian granite. Mm. Um Anytime he pu- gets punched, he's like, ah, meatball, meatball, spaghetti yali. He just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> um, I've only seen him get staggered once or twice, but the one thing I will say that he was always lacking was his striking. The good news is, after his last loss where he got outclassed, sorry, Marvin, by Robert Whitaker, like horribly outclassed, he decided to go to Thailand to learn Muay Thai a little bit more, worked on his striking, worked on his kicking. So having that now added into his repertoire will be a big thing. Now, he is going to be fighting Roman Dalzi. Roman Dalzi is currently ranked ninth in the middleweight division. He is currently 12 and 1. Seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, currently on a yeah, three fight win streak. Maybe even more. Let's find out. Four, four-fight win streak. Not bad for him. Taking out in on the way there, which actually bringing back up. Um, him knocking out Hermanson, uh, her which was pretty good. So, uh, with him, good amount of striking. Has some pretty good takedown defense. Average fight time is about nine minutes. So, hmm, maybe we'll see this one not end early. Um, honestly, I want to see Marvin win. I will probably say that by decision. Yeah. However, with his Muay Thai going on, that could be by knockout. So, let's see what the odds are. They don't have it besides the money line being minus two minus 265. That's still a pretty chunky money line. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. So, next one up on the card, women's flyweight bout. You got Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill is currently on a fucking hot streak of being nine and zero in the women's flyweight division. She they're both coming off wins. Jennifer Maya is currently twenty nine and one, so she definitely has the experience here. Um... Like I said, Casey O'Neill currently 9-0. Three wins by knockout, two by submission. She's going kind to of be the up-and-coming um, one to take on the flyweight division. We'll see how it goes. Uh, overall, very excited to see. I think this one's going to go to decision, though. Um, I'm not really sure how Jennifer's going to be. Jennifer does have, though, uh, four wins by knockout, five by submission, six first-round finishes, uh, striking, eh the greatest that I've seen. Maybe she's more on the ground game. Eh, not the greatest takedown attempts either. But, I'm not shitting on her either. I don't know what to expect with this fight at all. I would take, if anything, if the odds are good, minus 175 for Casey O'Neill. I would take the one plus 150 for Jennifer Maya. Just because she has the more experience. I know Casey O'Neill. they're trying to prep her up, but we'll see what happens. This is going to be a slugfest. Welterweight fight. You got Brian Barber... Uh, at Barberna, who is currently 18 and nine, 11 wins by knockout two by submission. Um, overall has just been a fun man to watch fight. He's fought against Robbie Waller, which if you watch that fight, it's just them slugging each other back and forth versus Matt Brown, which was a beautiful fight versus weeks was good as well. Uh, but he did lose to Rafael dos años, which I will bring back up later. Okay. Um, But overall, I think this is going to just be two people beating the ever-living shit out of each other. Um, And then Gunnar Nelson. Let me just pull him back up. Gunnar Nelson from Iceland, the Stone Cold Killer. He's 18-5-1, four wins by knockout, 12 by submission, uh, 11 first-round finishes. So this is actually going to be a test for Brian to see how his ground game is because that did not go well against Rafael. So overall, we'll see how that goes. Um, if anything, I would take Gunner by submission if uh, Brian's ground game is trash like it was before. But if it's on the ground, if it's on the feet, it'll be fun. Now, this next fight is probably my all-time favorite fight. Um, it's a lightweight bout fight. It is the ranked number three versus ranked number six. Justin the Highlight Gechi, ranked number three, versus Rafael Fiziz, which is ranked number six. This fight is going to be the barn burner of the entire event. This card could, if this didn't have to be in the UK with Leon Edwards, this could have been the main event itself. Justin Gaethje, when his nickname "The highlight is no joke for no reason whatsoever because all of his fights have been fantastic to watch no matter win or loss. Um, and he has fought every high-level fighter in the lightweight division Including um, Khabib, Nurmagomedov, um, Michael Chandler, which was a fucking hell of a fight, um, and then uh, what is it, Charles Olivier, which he did lose to as well. But currently, he's you know off and on. He's twenty four and four. Uh, he's n- has nineteen wins by knockout, nice. nine in the first round. He is a stand up striker, hands down.
0: That'll be a big thing one.
1: for him. Loves to throw an uppercut and then throw a hook right after. He'll probably throw a right-handed uppercut and then throw a hook. And I think that may be his demise. Because he is really easy to read. Okay. However, I, he is no slouch. He takes uh, damage off the chin. I think he is still one of the best lightweights. But I don't want him to win. I don't think he's going to win, though. Yeah. And that, the reason why, he is now fighting Rafael Faziz. Which... Is a scary mo, motherfucker, just to tell you. <laughs> he is currently 12 and 1, sixth fight win streak, eight wins by knockout, six first round finishes. I watched every single one of Fiziziz's fights. This man is a fucking nut job. Comes from Azadjabirian, Azur- ah, Azur- if I said that right. Azadjabirian. Azur- Moved to Thailand to go into Muay Thai, go into the professional circuit in Thailand, win a couple belts then transferred over to MMA, and has just been on a fucking tear since. Now, like I said, his striking is incredible. His fight against Bobby Green was fantastic. Him uh, roundhouse kicking Brad Riddell into KO was beautiful. And then, there was a big fight for him. Rafael Faziz versus Rafael Dos Anjos. You had to see who was the better Rafael. And then he went to go challenge a guy in tennis, uh, Rafael Nader. Um, But... That was more of a joke. Yeah. Overall, though, the like the caliber that he has fought compared to, though, of Justin Gaethje is lower. I'm not saying, though, Rafael somebody to um, joke about neither is Rodell, neither is Green, neither is Monsigno. Um, But he hasn't been tested with the higher level fighters with their striking caliber. So this is going to be a very big test for him. I do think, though, overall, if this is going to be a stand-up bat- bout, which I know it will be, it's going to be fucking beautiful to watch. Yeah. I don't think it will make it past the second round. Because I think the first round, it's going to be back and forth, some trades here and there. And I think in the second round, Faziz gets him with something good out of nowhere and knocks his ass out plenty. The, so I would definitely keep an eye on that fight and that fight alone. That fight will definitely be performance in a night or fight in a night. And if not, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. And then finally, the welterweight title bout. Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman. So, just to run through this one, this one, uh, as we recently saw that Kamaru Usman just lost his belt to Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman was manhandling Leon for, I would say, about three and a half of the, sorry, four and a half of the five rounds. First round definitely was leaning towards Leon, but a lot of people were blaming the altitude on the cardio for Leon declining rapidly through those three rounds. Reason being, because in the first round, he uh, scored his first... Uh, Leon scored the first ever takedown against Kamaro Usman. So that's huge. Um, because Usman is a very big grappler. He's no slouch in striking either. But at five minutes, and in the round five, his coaches put the fire in him, lit him up, and t- basically knew, like got him hyped to keep fighting through the fifth round. Late in the fifth round, too, gets him with a beautiful, beautiful head kick, and Kamara Usman's lights just went out. (laughs) So, that's how it ended. Now, keep in mind, we are now in the UK. We are on Leon Edwards' home field. We are not at high altitude. Will that all make a big effect? Maybe. I don't know. The X factor, I honestly think, will be the altitude and the crowd, but... Just to run through it, Leon Edwards is currently 20 and 3, seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission, five first round finishes. Um, Fantastic striker, very precise, very powerful, Um, 383 significant strikes to the head alone. He wants you to have um, CTE. Kamaro Usman, though, he is no slouch at all. He is 20 and 2, nine wins by knockout, one win by submission. He is a grappler. He will literally push you onto the fence and then look like he's going for a takedown, tire your ass out from trying to defend it, pop up, throw a couple strikes, go back right into a takedown. He is quick to transition. I am very impressed by him uh, every time. He has attempted nearly 115 takedowns and landed a good amount of them as well. It's about 48%. He is good with striking, but he's not, you know, I don't think it's going to be the greatest thing. But when he is on the ground, he does uh, strike a lot. Overall, I think this is going to be what we wanted to see the first time. But unfortunately, with altitude, that could have it changed everything. Honestly, I could still see Usman winning this. I can see Leon hitting it right, though, because he's the most accurate one there is. If I had a guess, though, if uh, Usman gets the grappling down like he did last time, There's no mistaking it. For five rounds, that's going to a decision. Yeah, We don't want to see that happen. I want to see pure fighting. The problem is, Usman wasn't afraid of getting knocked out. Now, he did get knocked out. So that's something that's always going to be in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. You can't brush off, oh, I got knocked out. All right, let's do this again. Mm -hmm. No, that's a, fuck, he knocked me out. Mm -hmm. How am I going to defend this? Yeah. But he has the ground game to defend. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Once again, that's UFC 286, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can go check it out at your local Miller's Ale House because they air it for free.
0: <laughs>
1: Otherwise, pay $80 on ESPN Plus if you really want to do that. Um, and that is really all I had for UFC.
0: Nice, and I think that's all we had for this episode. That so true. It's, it's, it's been a long one, so... Again, if you have any questions, reach out to uh, Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. Fucking Email
1: us, please. We want to get. We want to have a question segment.
0: Yeah, we m- might even get some some call ins So we'll see about that. i would love to do call in. That'd be fun as so, hell, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, and then reach out to us at our Twitter at ab sports media. Uh, again, my name's AJ, and I'm Bill. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Hope to uh, see you guys next week. Yep,
1: take care. Bye. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.